Hey everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of iZombie Radio, your source for everything iZombie related here on the DC TV Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chris King, and I'm joined this week by both of my co-hosts, my main men, my two favorite guys, Mr. Blaze Hopkins and Mr. Sean Carpenter. Blaze, Sean, how the hell are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, just on that work grind and, uh, yeah, trying to, you know, keep up with all my personal life and uh, this type of stuff when I get the chance. But otherwise, can't complain. That's yeah, awesome. I, oh, God. No, <laughs> go ahead, Sean. I pretty much can't complain either. I mean, it's been a good, long couple of days, past couple of days, but just going to kick back and relax and enjoy talking to two of my favorite people. Very nice. Glad. Appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, we're recording this, guys. It's Tuesday, October 10th, so Blaze and I actually got to go to uh, New York Comic Con this past weekend, which was which was a very good time. Uh, um, and uh, we didn't really do any press stuff. We're kind of just there as fans, uh, but it was, it was nice. We got some, some cool art, and some uh, Blaze got a couple of nice T-shirts and some comics and everything. Uh, More and- art, Chris? Really? More art? Thought you didn't have any more wall space. I got one. You can always I got make wall space. And I got one big thing, which was the uh, <laughs> bottleneck bottlenecks uh, variant Wonder Woman poster, which they only made like two hundred of. Uh, uh, and it's, right. it's incredible. And it was like I, there was nothing else at the con I really wanted, so it's just kind of like had a. Had to go for it because the more times I watch that movie, the more it becomes quite possibly my, my favorite movie of the year, um, and, and easily one of my favorite superhero films of all time. But uh, we'll I'm inclined say, to agree, inclined to agree there. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. But uh, but yeah, but it was it was a really good weekend uh, at at the con. You know, New York. You know, it was definitely busy and a lot of walking, but it was fun and. So we hope anybody who was there, any of our listeners that were there, had a really good time, enjoyed yourselves. We got to go to some cool panels. Blaze and I got to do a couple of a couple of fun panels as well uh, together, which which was good. And uh, and uh, yeah, we're ha- we're happy to be back uh, recording tonight. Um, just a heads up, guys, for like a quick programming note uh, for because we want to just make sure you guys know. I think probably for the foreseeable future, we're probably going to move back to the once every two weeks schedule uh just because there's not a lot of content out there for us right now um uh just for us to discuss like there's not a ton of news we'll touch upon a couple things here at the start of the episode um and so we're going to be doing some some fun things that we teased in our in our last episode but just wanted to let you know that um and i'll probably i'll try to tweet it out and facebook it too if i can remember this week but uh, but we're probably going to be going back to that schedule just until you know some the news starts picking up for season four and we get a release date and things like that. Um, as we move closer, we might do some things like a season three re- rewatch we've been talking about um, and a couple other things. But we just wanted to make sure you guys knew um, that we're not we're not disappearing. We're not going on like a an extended extended hiatus or anything. But 
we might be making it uh we might be going back to that once every two week type schedule um but with that all out of the way that's the one little bit of a uh, housekeeping i kind of just wanted to start with um we have a couple couple minor news stories to talk about uh, uh none like you know none really that preview the upcoming season too much um but one of them does have to do with last season which is the fact that um, iZombie Season 3 is now out on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, it came out on October 3rd, last Tuesday. Uh, so I know for a fact you can pick up the DVD in stores. The Blu-ray, I believe you have to specially like order from Amazon or like the Warner Brothers store. Um, but if you're like me and you want it in the best quality, I would recommend that. I have the... I had the second season of the show on Blu-ray, and it looks fantastic. Um, so yeah, if 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 you're if you don't have Netflix, or if you just if you're like me and you like collecting, uh, if you like collecting your things uh, on uh, on Blu-ray and DVDs, that is out there for you. Maybe a nice Christmas present for people down the line as well as as the holidays come up. Um, but yeah, just wanted to make sure in case you didn't know. Um, that it is now out in stores and online, and why not go buy it? Add it, add it to your collection, rewatch it again because it was a hell of a good season of television last year, um, or I guess technically this year, but last TV season. I don't know what are days anymore. <laughs> what are what, are what days? day is it? Exactly. <laughs> what month? What that? 2017 feels like it's been somehow like sped through and yet been going on for forever all at the same time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, two other small things. First, I want to recommend, and I, I do want to, Blaze and, and Sean, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this as well if you've had a chance to read it. Um, the other day, this was on October uh, October 9th, actually, so it was yesterday, um, uh, Rahul uh, tweeted from his account uh, a really kind of, a really lovely uh, thread uh, which I'm gonna I'm gonna read. It's not too too long, so I'm gonna ch- try to read it uh, fully here. Um, it's it's about the show itself and about the fans. Um, so he said, "I Zombie may be my first show, but I know deep down in my heart that it will never be this good again. Every single actor on the show not only brings the kind of acting chops that make you question how good you are, but also makes you question how decent a person you are. I can I cannot express how grateful I am to be part of this cast. How lucky I have I am to have been able to spend four years with them." You, the fans, with your support and loyalty, have allowed our friendship to blossom into a family, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Season 4 is a love letter to you, and we are doing everything we can to reward you for your love. I can't wait for you to see it. Thank you for keeping this family together. We're more, we're more grateful than you'll ever know. Um, so there's been some speculation on that, that maybe not even that uh, Rahul's leaving the show or anything, or that Ravi's you know, character's dying, but that uh, that perhaps this upcoming season might be the last. Uh, overall, though, I think it was just a really well-written, you know, really nice sentiment, which I really appreciated. But, uh, Blaze, I'll ask you first. Do you think that that has any kind of bearing on whether this might be the last season or not coming up? Um, I mean, I think just, I think regardless, I'm not sure, but I think regardless, like, it just shows that, um, the actors on this show, like, they don't, you know, they don't really take things for granted, and they understand that, 
this show compared to some others currently on like the CW's network and just on TV in general are, um, you know, obviously more popular and more popular um, products and properties than iZombie is. And so I think that they're just constantly reminded and uh, recognizing the fact that, you know, the fans have been, you know, one of the main reasons that this show has been able to survive for so long and that that support and all of the online chatter and everything um, is really what keeps things alive. And, um, and you know, I think just whether or not the show is going to end or whether or not, you know, it's his character or whatever, um, I think they just recognize that no matter what, at the end of the day, um, they're just, like, blessed and uh, grateful to have gotten any seasons at all, let alone four, and, uh, you know, they just don't let that go unnoticed. For sure, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I agree with you there. Like, the fact, again, that they... I think that, that gratitude that Rahul has and, and that message is, is kind of shared by all the cast. Um, yeah, like, I don't want to read into it too much, but I, I guess, you know... For them, I think it's just, you know, it's, I think they're just as much in the dark about things and sort of every, they understand and feel how up in the air things are as much as the fans do right now. For sure. Sean, how about you? Um, I mean, pretty much what Blaze said there, um, they don't really know, like, they've been in this constant state of they finished shooting and they don't know, they won't know for six plus months if the show is going to be back or not. Like, they don't really have that sort of following to guarantee that they will constantly be on. And that's what I've been gathering from all the interviews that I've watched and all the interviews that I've taken part in with the cast is that they don't take this for granted because they, they know they're working on a niche show. So, like unlike something like the Big Bang Theory, which you can guarantee is going to be renewed into infinity until the actors demand the firstborn child of the CBS executives as payment. Um, <laughs> it's going to get to that point, trust me. Uh, but it's going to be one of those, it's constantly one of those shows that you never know if it's going to come back. It's sort of like the whole Chuck incident in a sense that like it's such a beloved show by its fan base, but every season is like, could this be it? Yeah. And, and, and shows like Chuck or even something like Friday night lights too had to do like multiple finales and, um, and, and they would have worked as both season and series finale. So I agree with iZombie being in that, that spot. I just, I think people are more wondering if maybe they've gotten some type of news that the CW hasn't yet announced yet. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Cause like something like rain last year, it started season four. And then I think it was announced after, or like during the fourth season that it was going to be the final season. Um, so I think people maybe might be like somewhat comparing it to that situation, but could I, be. yeah, which, which it could be, which and I don't, I just don't think we're going to get an announcement anytime soon one way or the other. Um, cause I think it also depends on how the CW's new fall shows do, because they got Valor and Dynasty premiering this week, um, neither of which really looked great. Uh, but, um, Did we really need a Dynasty reboot? Like, yeah. who asked for that? Yeah. 
I nobody that I know of. But uh, exactly. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, but I mean, just again, I think more than anything, kind of what you both been saying. I echo your thoughts. Where just a really uh, wonderful, wonderful sentiment from Raul, and that uh, again, that you know, it's just really nice the fact that this cast cares so much about each other and the fans. Um, just it's nice to be reminded of that every once in a while. Yeah, they seem they seem to genuinely care that they are touching a lot of fans with their stories. Um, again, from the interviews, from the panels, just from any little bit of behind the scenes content that I've seen, it just seems like it is a love letter to the fans, like every episode is. So yeah, I mean, if anything, it has me even more excited for season four, which I didn't think was possible, <laughs> but. Uh... Because I think Rahul tweeted something akin to this before season three, and everyone was up in a tizzy about that as well. Like, oh my god, is the show canceled? Yeah, I think he just likes to take kind of take stock of things, which which yeah. I appreciate. Which I appreciate. I, I feel like he definitely is the type of person to every now and again take a step back and just appreciate what he has. Like, for sure, he especially has so much going on for him. He's got iZombie. He had that spot in Supergirl. He's doing the video game stuff for DCL access. He randomly will show up on Funhouse videos. Uh, it's a YouTube gaming channel, part of the whole rooster teeth empire and is really good friends with pretty much everyone who works for that entire company. And so he's sort of been putting himself out there because he understands that, like, this might be it, this might be it, this might be it. He doesn't necessarily know what the future is going to hold. It's not something like, again, just say the Big Bang Theory, where it's pretty much guaranteed, or an NCIS for that matter. It's not guaranteed another season. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, for sure, for sure. Um, well, if anything changes with season four, obviously, you know, we'll be, we will be, uh, the first to let you know if there's any updates regarding, uh, regarding the season, you know, whether any changes at all with it or any big announcements, uh, be on the lookout, uh, for, for those and we'll be covering them, um, most definitely in the coming months. Um, but one last thing I want to talk about before we get into our, our main topic this week. Um, and that is that today, October 10th, is the birthday of the one, the only, the awesome Rose McIver, iZombie's leading lady, the star of the show, Liv Moore herself. And I think I just want to say for all three of us here, happy birthday, Rose. Thanks for being the best, in my opinion, one of, if not the best actress on TV right now. And, uh for making this show happen because without her performance, there really is no eye zombie at all. Hell yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Uh, you guys, you guys don't want to give your own individual birthday like messages. God. All right. Fine. Well, I would have <laughs> literally just have been saying the same exact nonsense. You, you said like, I, it I, would I, just be redundant. I, that's, that's what not I, fun. And that's why I said behalf on all of us. I, I got us all covered. But uh but yeah guys, so if you're if you're listening to this even if it's you know a couple days later when we post this, 
Um, you know, Twitter, wish her a happy birthday. We did it from the account today. Um, you know, whether she likes it or responds back, doesn't matter. She'll see it. And I mean, I'm sure that's got to make, I mean, getting birthday messages, tweets, Facebook posts, whatever from anyone makes anybody's makes anybody day, anybody's day happier. So, um, go ahead and do it. Make, make, make Bruce's week a little bit brighter and, uh, you know, take some time to, to wish her happy birthday for, uh, because of how awesome she is and how much she gives for this show. Um, but with all that being said, we're actually going to go away, guys, from iZombie the show. Uh, since there is no news, since there is no real content for us to talk about, uh, we've mentioned before that we've been really wanting to dive into the iZombie comic, uh, and we're finally doing it this week. So um, without further ado, we're going to just pretty much jump into it guys we're talking about um issue one of uh the first i zombie book the first i zombie volume um and is the uh the title of the book is dead to the world that is volume one mm -hmm. uh, and just for people who who don't know in case you don't um so i zombie obviously is published by dc comics vertigo uh, it was created by Chris Robertson and Michael uh, Allred, and uh, it ran 28 issues in total. Uh, it ended in 2012, um, and with uh, even though we've only read one issue, um, and this is the first time really diving into it for all of us, despite the fact that like I've had the the first volume for a while, and I know Blaze, Blaze, you have the Omnibus, right? Yes, I do. So we've all kind of been sitting on this for a little bit, but uh, it's a uh, it's it's the first issue. But you can still tell, man, there's a hell of a lot of differences uh, between uh, this story and the uh, and the show. So we're gonna we'll probably do a, some some little light spoilers here. So if you've never read the comic, uh, maybe you want to read it before listening to this. But I mean, we're not gonna be breaking it down like page by page or anything right now. Um, we're kind of just going to go with our, our main first impressions of this first issue. Uh, so I'll start with you, Sean. Um, iZombie, issue one, what you think? It, I mean, it's your essential issue one. It's the setup of the universe as a whole. Um, it just starts off with Gwen, the lead character, introducing herself. So, I mean... I liked it. It seems interesting, especially because um, a wear terrier is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's got me intrigued more than anything else. Definitely. And, and, and you bring up, too, which I should, I should have mentioned as well, uh, one of the main differences between the comic book and the, uh, the show, which I believe we've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, it's not Liv Moore. The main character in iZombie is Gwen Dillon. Um, or Gwendolyn. Her full, uh, like, her first name is Gwendolyn, and then she goes by Gwen Dillon. It's... Well, I, yeah. We're gonna call yeah. her... We're gonna just call her Gwen. But, Gwen, for short. Yeah. Um, and she is, doesn't work... She does not work at a morgue. She's actually a grave digger. Um, so... Even yeah, more no, exciting. Yeah, it's definitely more, this is more of a supernatural kind of spooky uh, type of more classic kind of like 
horror, supernatural stuff uh, than iZombie is. iZombie is definitely a little more sci-fi than this. And and Blaze, for someone like yourself who who does enjoy like both sides of that coin, you like the supernatural, but you're also, I mean, you and I went and saw Blade Runner 2049 opening night last week in like the best quality we could have. We're both big sci-fi guys. So do you do you have a take like a take on the story that you prefer more? Do you do you like that this is a little more supernatural leaning or um I was definitely uh, there's a lot I guess of uh I think there's benefits to both. Like I think for mm-hmm. I was surprised that uh at how much they sort of just jumped right into this. You know yeah. they don't I I I like that kind of for a comic book that um, this is the world. Like, you know, they don't feel the need to explain it. This is just how things are, and you roll with it. Um, I kind of liked that it was a little more supernaturally um, and had those additional elements, just in that, you know, like Sean said, there's a were-terrier, and obviously, like, her best friend is a ghost. And, uh... Yeah. And I think that those are a lot of fun. I think to kind of diversify this as a comic book, it does a nice job of creating something just unique and completely fresh. Um, and it doesn't feel the need to necessarily cater to the everyday viewer. Um, whereas the TV show, I think, took a lot of the smart elements that this first issue immediately displays um, and kind of you know, just uh, adapted it properly for that more mainstream TV audience. That was, that was like, my first overall impression of this. I think each works within its specific medium. For sure, because I think, too, that was the other whole thing. When, when this show was first announced for the CW, a lot of people were like, how the hell are you going to make this grounded? How is this going to work as a series? Mm-hmm. And I think if you... If you go full from the comic books here, if you make, you know, Ellie, who's um, Gwen's best friend, is a ghost. If you make their other friend, Spot, you know, or Scott, uh, you know, who's a were-terrier, that's a, that's a, one that's a lot of effects. That's a, that's an expensive show right there, if, mm-hmm. you're, if, you're, if you're making uh, – and and it's also – it's it's kind of weird, weird and different in a way which – I don't know, maybe people wouldn't go for, which I think is why the showrunners, you know, why Rob Thomas um, and, and, and Diane brought in that kind of crime element to it, the case of the week, which we've seen, which, like, it's gone away a little bit now as the show's expanded, but, like, that again, like, she's solving a new murder every week because of the brain. Um, because in addition to the Were Terrier, you know, in, in addition to Spot and Ellie, We've also got, you know, vampires and like it's I mean, it's a whole host. And like you said, Blaze, and I agree with you, it doesn't like this doesn't spoon feed it to you. You're thrown into this world like right away. Um, Yeah. And with that, I'm a little surprised even that the show I'm actually surprised and I respect um, Rob Thomas and like everybody who sort of chimed into the creative process of the iZombie, the TV show. But for in this first issue alone, you know, you get a were creature, a ghost, a zombie, presumably, I guess, a mummy in the beginning there, that dude, mm-hmm. and then a vampire. Oh, yeah. like, they pretty much hit all the bases of like traditional, um, like monsters. Like monsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I'm actually very kind of impressed and amazed that 
in the show, we haven't seen any other type of uh, supernatural creature, but I, you know, actually respect that because I think that, again, they didn't want to overwhelm viewers and didn't want to have it feel like just another generic sort of, uh, like, so I didn't want, I guess they didn't, again, they didn't want it to be necessarily, like, looked at as, like, oh, this is like a, CW version of, like, a True Blood or something, you know, where it's just, like, here's all this supernatural, like, our take on it, kind of, in, like, the drama and romance aspect, and, like, um, so I appreciate that they actually condensed it to be just zombies, and that they, like I said, sort of work the elements of these characters and these relationships into a more grounded and, like, human-centric uh, role. Yeah, I mean, we already have Supernatural for all the other Supernatural mm-hmm. stuff. We don't, and DC has Constantine bopping in and out of the universe for, for their stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, exactly. Like for we got it covered on both fronts. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, that's a good point. Like, there's just, TV is in such a place where, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, I don't even want to say saturated, but, you know, there's just, there's a ton of varying good TV out there. And even expanding on what you just said, Sean, you have things like Teen Wolf, you know, you have all these shows that it is tough to really, you know, you can't anymore. You cannot just be the only thing in your like genre. And, uh, and I think it was smart of them to, because again, even looking at zombies, you know, they were already cashing in on what like a show like The Walking Dead had established, but I think they smartly took what was the most popular and cornered it into an untapped area and, like, subgenre. Definitely, and I I also think, too, and this goes back to something that Rob Thomas said, I think, at Comic-Con in 2016, where he said that, um, or it might have been 2015, I don't remember, but they basically were shown the cover of the book and the CW... uh, at the time, it was like literally like we need, and that's why Lives had that iconic look, even with everybody else like, uh, um, you know, dying and tanning, is like we love this look of this character, like give us that look. And then he, Rob Thomas, said they kind of wrote more to their sensibilities, which is why they changed things, I think, so much, um, and that their sensibilities were more kind of grounded in that sci-fi, you know, kind of aspects of it rather than you know, aware terrier rather than these kind of bigger, you know, <laughs> goofier stuff. I'm still not over the way. I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I it's actually, genius. It's just I, so absurd. And mm-hmm. I really actually like the, I, I really like all these characters that we get introduced to, too, in this, in this first, uh, you know, I, I really like Gwen. I, and you can see her, her kind of snark and that kind of um, attitude that she has. It's, it's evident in Liv as well on the show, which I like, like their one liners, I think are both pretty great. Even at the end of the, of the issue, um, when she's kind of, you know, deciding like, okay, like, like maybe I'll like, I'll, I'll find your, I'll catch your killer. So you maybe like, will shut up finally. Like, um, yeah, I, it's just, it's, it's really great. Uh, I, I, and, and then, you know, Ellie and, and spot are both, are both fun in there and they're different ways. Obviously spots got a thing for Gwen. Um, because it just seems like everybody does. Even, like, the, I guess, are they, like, the villain guy? I don't know if they're crime guys or whatever or something in the car, but the one crime dude, like, even takes notice of her as she's, like, walking away from Dixie's there. Um, so 
Yeah, it seems seems like everybody's got that. Everybody's got the hots for uh, for Gwen in uh, in this first issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but one uh, thing I wanted to touch uh-huh. on, um, I had a brief talk with uh, Chris Roberson at WonderCon this past year about just about like how different the show is to the comic, and he was definitely really impressed and like gave like gave his blessing i guess to give that sort of term i don't know the exact term to use in that sense but he sort of approved it even though he didn't need to approve it mm-hmm. and i think he regularly watches the show that's awesome so and uh i know michael allred does cuz he i've seen him live tweet the show every now and again hmm. so they both like are totally cool with this major departure. Like really the only couple things that transmit from the show from, from the comic to the show is the look, the brains and the snark. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, as a creator, like when it's translating to a different medium, you kind of have to be okay with those changes. And I'm glad to hear they both are. Um, because something on the page isn't always going to work for the screen. Um, and, yeah, and I don't know. And I think, like we said, we've kind of had so many, like, super, Supernatural-esque shows over the years, um, many of which I love, including Supernatural. But, like, you know, I like the fact that iZombies, like, villains and other characters are either, like, they're human or they're zombie. And it's it's kind of that it, there's only really those two options, you know. And uh, I think it's allowed the show to do some really interesting things over the past few seasons. Yeah, um, I definitely definitely agree. But uh, but yeah, uh, before we wrap things up here, because again, we don't want to do like too too deep of a dive. This is only the first issue. Um, any any other kind of moments that stood out to you guys or any other things you really want to mention um before we wrap uh before we wrap this up um i guess my like final points would be one i'm curious to see i guess how um to see i guess more and read more of scott's character because i'm sort of curious Mm -hmm. to see who he most like represents from the show um or like what which elements of him, his character, they have sort of um, pulled from, pulled and like given to certain characters, you know, whether whether he's going to be the like sort of a Ravi type character, you know, where he's like the good male friend, he's the male friend who is like sort of more of a clumsy like goofball type. Um, and then the other thing which I'm curious about is um, to see. I'm excited to see more of the villains because just in the little bit we got, you know, it's the, the like, guy, the scar over eye dude um, is basically, like, and the corporation wants to know why. So that makes me made me immediately think of the season two plot with Max Rager and how, you know, it's a company, like, another company that knows about these supernatural beings but sort of deals with it in their own way. And then two, um, the sidekick, because um, physically, the way he's drawn, like the artistic, uh, he reminds me of Lowell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And so, Horatio. That's uh, the guy you're talking about now is Horatio. Yes. Diogenes and, um, is the other guy. The Scar guy. Yeah, and so I'm basically curious to see um, his character develop and where that goes. Because like you said, Chris, you know, he's sort of immediately is, uh, like, she catches his eye. Um, and just with that, again, he's, with that... He's smitten by her. Yeah, and with that... Uh, <laughs> wow. With that, you know, physical uh, look to him, I'm just curious if... Curious if he just, uh, like, again, represents the character at all. Not for sure. I, I'm i curious as well um, about that. And also, I, I should have mentioned, too, the fact that we are, we're in a different position, too. We're not in Seattle. We're in uh, what, Eugene, Oregon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another another small change I noticed. But, but, um, but no, I, I agree with you kind of seeing how these different characters work will definitely and kind of the roles they play will be interesting uh and uh yeah especially for the villains like i i really personally too want to know like where where the hell like how the hell are these vampires going to come into this Mm -hmm. because they're like really off like they're attacking like that poor guy man like poor guy playing paintball like just uh man just got left by his friends and what happens next gets gets his blood sucked uh but uh uh but sean how about how about you is there anything that's like that stood out to you or that you're really interested in seeing what the next issue uh dives into i kind of want to know how she became a zombie mm-hmm. um the more modern approach to like the issue one origin story is what i've been noticing in some of the comics that i've been reading is they do an issue zero which sort of sets everything up. Um, I know the Power Rangers comic did it. Um, I can't remember what else I've read that has an issue zero off the top of my head. That one's the first one that comes to mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is no issue zero. It just goes right into issue one and right off the bat, hey, I'm a zombie. My best friend's a ghost, and I hang out with a waiter terrier at a diner. <laughs> Oh, going off of that too, I like the moment where Liv th- or Liv, wow, Gwen thinks Gwen. somebody, yeah, where where Gwen thinks somebody uh, might recognize her um, when they're coming out of Dixie's uh, the diner there, um, and so I'm curious too, like like you said, if we're gonna find out how she became a zombie and also like things about her past. Um, I'm really excited to see them explore that as well, uh, and and kind of see how it lines up or differs with what's been presented uh, to us uh, uh, with Liv in the show. But but we we shall see. We'll definitely be reading issue two for our next uh, next episode, guys. So if you have read the comic before, hey, maybe it's a good time to reread it. Um, Or if you haven't, we'd love for you to to join uh, join along with us as we read it for the first time together here. We'll be discussing it each episode for... You know the foreseeable future until we kind of, till we kind of hit the end of uh, of all the issues, um, and I'm really I'm really pumped because it's uh, it's a lot different, but I like that it's different. Um, I think as we've all kind of said here, but uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us uh, for this week's episode by Zombie Radio. Uh, again, not not too much news really out there, but we'll be we'll we'll be keeping our uh, 
are uh, are out there for everything, you know, trying to find any uh, new scoops or details that are coming. And um, and then yeah, we'll be talking talking comics, and we got some other fun fun things kind of lined up too along the way. Uh, but until next time, let's uh, let's uh, tell everybody where they can find us. Starting with you, Mr. Sean Carpenter. Uh, Twitter at Snarky Sean, uh, Psych Podcast, Delicious Flavor, um, The Marvel Report. I'm the pop culture editor over there. I do stuff, um, and my other podcast, Geekishly Toku Podcast. It's all in my Twitter. So find me on Twitter. There's my stuff. Have fun. Perfect, Blaze. You can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, Flash comes back tonight, so I'm hoping to have my review out tonight, late tonight or early tomorrow. And um, always comic reviews for the Marvel Report. And uh, as always, you can listen to Comic Convo, uh, comic underscore convo on Twitter. A new episode should be out this week. And yeah, getting back on track with that. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for Comic Convo to be back and to be back on it. And uh, uh, as for me, guys, you can find me on Twitter at CKinger13. Uh, I'm back to writing TV reviews. Uh, I'll be covering, uh, I'll be sharing reviewing duties of Supergirl and Riverdale with my good buddy Blaze here. So I've got Supergirl, the Supergirl premiere this week. So I just posted my review of that last night. It's up on my Twitter if you want to check it out. Um, and then Blaze will be taking Riverdale this week and then we'll switch on and off in the weeks ahead and then uh thursday arrow comes back i'll be reviewing arrow as well um and then when iZombie and new girl both come back on uh, you can check out my reviews of those uh so just you know if you're following me on twitter you'll see what i'm posting and uh you'll be able to see any updates with any other shows i'm covering and uh and whatever dumb yet somewhat insightful things i decide to tweet out uh but uh that's gonna really uh that's gonna do it for us um as always you can find us on uh twitter and on facebook just at izombie radio give us a like there on all of them give us a follow um you can find us on itunes on stitcher uh and a bunch of other different places which i'm not gonna have sean list out right now and there's too uh, many yeah ex- so just if you could rate and review us guys leave us a comment uh that would be great. It helps us get noticed more, helps more people find the show. Um, and if you have any friends that are just discovering the show on Netflix, you know, tell them to listen to us. You know, they can go back to our our rewatches of the past seasons. You know, get to get to know uh, get to know us throughout the throughout the many episodes we've done. You know, we've been doing this for over a year now. We'd love to have as many new listeners as possible. And to everyone who's you know stayed with us and, and remained faithful and been listening, we really appreciate because we love doing this show. Um, and then, as always, too, we are a part of the DCTV podcast channel, so make sure you're listening to and subscribing to Supergirl Radio, Flash Podcast, Quiver, Legends Podcast, um, and all the rest of them, guys. You, and you can actually subscribe to, I think, the giant chain for them. I don't know if that works anymore. Try it. It does. Okay. We fixed it, it. It does. Perfect. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it hasn't. So I'm never too sure and don't want to give out that wrong information. Um, but yeah, last always... I checked, it worked. Last I, I posted an episode. Okay. It right. it worked. Great. Um, and then yeah, or you can just subscribe to their individual feeds, whatever your fancy is. And uh, but yeah, that will do it for us this week, guys. Thank you as always so much for listening. We hope everyone has a great rest of their week. 
and we will see you all next time.